I got my front row to make faces at me tonight. <laughs> Where to start? I guess good evening. <laughs> Get the nervous jitters out of the way. Uh, it's good to be here tonight. Good, thankful for the pastor giving me the opportunity to try to preach, teach, uh, just share God's word. And uh, was doing these songs. I asked Ethan to sing that song, "Count Your Many Blessings," name them one by one. Because it seems like so many times now in these days of COVID-19, we can focus on things that are negative, focus on things that are just not fair, focus on inconsistencies, things that we just don't understand. It seems like that's kind of the thing of the day. Then also somebody, um, one of the songs, wow, that echoed back. Uh, at the end of the only songs that we sung, Because He Lives, it says, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds a future and life is worth the living just because he lives. How many times have we heard that song over and over and over and over? How many times have we sung it? Yep, this is the song. Let's get to the next one. It just hit me going through the night. It says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Sometimes today, things look through our eyes. Things can look bleak. Things can look depressing. Things can look, oh my. But because he lives, I can face uh, tomorrow. Uh, so the title, I guess, of the message tonight is Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine. Kind of like we get up in the morning. What's the first thing we think of? Oh me, another day. Oh me, what's, what's the world going to go through here? But this, this evening, it's about rise and shine. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Um, you turn your Bibles while we're getting started to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Trying to get the, the message here about rising and shining, doing things. When you rise, it's not just to, here's another day. Sometimes we get through the routine and do the same thing day in, day out over and over, and if we don't change things, if we don't get focused on the right things, things don't get done. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and read, uh, read the chapter here. If you, there at 2 Corinthians 4, probably read the whole chapter here. It says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthly vessels, that the excellency of the power, power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, 
always bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest into our mortal flesh, so then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that which was raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up also by Jesus and shall present, present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, and the abundant grace might, might through the thanksgiving of many redound of the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us far more exceeding of the eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but to things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I read the whole chapter. We're doing good. Uh, let's go, Lord, what a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you and thank you for all you've done for us, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to speak your word, Lord. Please help me to... Uh, Get the fears and the rattleness behind, Lord, and just proclaim your word, Lord. Please help it change my life, help change others' lives, Lord, that we may seek you first, Lord. Just say pray, amen. Uh, so again, I'm not sure if I said it or it was 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 18, which kind of takes us, I uh, always see little kids, I like saying little kids, they don't like being called that, used to teaching teenagers, uh, singing that song, um, It's Time to Rise and Shine. Y'all know that song? It's time to rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Give God the glory, glory, children of the Lord. Now, y'all sing that kind of like on the I'm tired phase, you know. It's time to rise and shine. Give God the glory. We laugh, but it's, like it's almost a perfect illustration. Sometimes we live our Christian life like that. God wants us to rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. And we go, it's time to rise and shine. Give God. Is that giving God glory? It's saying, I ain't got nothing in here. And I'm shining out darkness. In 1 John, I think it's 4.15, it tells us, Jesus is the light of the world. In him is no darkness. He wants us to shine out light. Rise and shine. Rise and Shine, get that smile on the face. Let the world know that something different is inside. So rise and shine and give God the glory. What's the next verse? Rise and shine and give God the glory. No, it starts with a C. Children of the Lord. So we all children of the Lord. We should rise and shine and give who glory? God glory. Sometimes we want to rise and shine. And look what I did. Look what I'm going to do today. I got to do this. I got to go to work. Anyway. All that's getting us to the point says, let's look at the question tonight, why we should. What do you mean, why we should? We talk about rise and shine, why we should. Well, the first thing we should be doing is um, look back in uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse number 3. It says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. So the first thing we should, we should be showing, 
What should we be showing? We should be showing the gospel. What is the gospel? As long as we've been in this church, if we don't know what the gospel is, we are in trouble. Uh, preacher said, but it's the death, burial, and resurrection. It says, but if, the gospel, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are... So we should be showing, we should be showing the gospel. And if we hide the gospel, how will the lost know? Many of us have heard the gospel over and over. You're awake now. And over and over and over. We've heard all these things again. How many times have I let the gospel be hid? It's hid because I wake up, I rise and shine, or I, I rise and fall out of bed, or I rise and complain, or I rise and stammer. But it says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. If now... Always using God. Sometimes God brings things into our life to uh, put us back into focus. You know, 2020, vision year, right? Puts us back into focus, and things just don't seem to be going how we think it should be. This world looks rough. Things are going wrong. You hear the protests, the anger against police, all these different things. Has anybody ever complained about things on media, things on the news? Anybody ever complained about that stuff? You watch it, it's not right. It don't make sense. But the Bible, it takes us right back to the Bible. It says, but if our gospel is talking to the children of God, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So where's the problem at? Is it in the protesters? Is it into the looters? Is it into all these different things that we want to point fingers at and we don't like? Sometimes it's because we are in our walls and we don't share. It says... Um, but for gospel be hid, is hid to them that are lost. And verse 4 says, And whom the God of the world hath blinded the minds of them which, which believe not. If our gospel be hid, is hid to them that are lost. The God of this world hath blinded them. They're doing as their father the devil. They don't understand. They don't see truth. They don't see justice. They may see us complain about them, but do they see us sharing Jesus with them? But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. The God of the blinded their eyes. And we go down to verse number 5. It says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ, Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Christ's sake. So we like to get out there and go, You're not doing what's right. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be do Is it easy to find faults in other people? I can tell you everything everybody else is doing right. Sometimes when it goes this way, it's harder to see. Um, I just don't like it. It's all this. If I was president, if I was governor, if I was the pastor, if I was this, I'm going through again. If I was, if we, the Bible says, if we preach not ourselves, we like to preach what I would do. Why? Because we always think I'm right and you're wrong. If we focus on ourselves, that's the wrong thing. It says, for we preach ourselves, and if, if we preach our op opinion, does anybody listen? Nope, they're thinking, you're wrong, I'm right. I'm going to tell you I'm right. And we go back to verse 4. It says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse 5 again says, For we preach not... Who? Preach not ourselves. I would do this differently. I would do this. Preach not ourselves, it says. But Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. So we're not to preach ourselves, we're to preach who? Christ. Preach the gospel. Tell the gospel. 
Share it to the world. Don't let our gospel be hid. So many times we, we, I, hide the gospel. We go through places and it's easy just to be what? It's easy to be quiet. Sometimes it's easy to blah, 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 blah. And sometimes it's easy just to, that it is how it is. So their eyes are blinded. Christians are hiding the gospel. How can America change? How can our families change? How can we change? If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And go on next. Uh, first question, why we should be showing? Because We should be showing because the lost world needs the gospel. The second thing, why we should be shining. Rise and shine. Why we should be shining. Verse 5, five and 6 again. For we preach not ourselves but Christ, Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded, commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Where's the first place you ever seen the light shine out of darkness? Where's the first place in the Bible? What book of the Bible? Genesis. Always thinking Mr. Danny while I go through this. If he's listening, I hope he smiles. He says, For the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. When there was nothing, God who is light shined out of darkness. And it says, also there it says, Has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And notice a little bit back in the verse it says, To give the light, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them the lost. Christians, we know the gospel. Where to do what? Give the gospel. Share the gospel. Um, we're to be shining the gospel. And God commands us to do that. Um, you don't have to turn there, but I'll read it. Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a, set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I'm going back and read it again. It says, why we should be shining. Why we should, remember, rise and shine, for gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Here it says, Matthew 5, 14, says, Ye are the light of the world, talking Christian. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. That statement here. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. I've got the gospel. I know to be saved, I need to know the death, burial, and resurrection. It's mine and you can't have it. It's mine and you can't have it. Is that how, we, is that how we're supposed to do it? Do we do it that way, though? So many times we do, like, I'm saved on my way to heaven, I can put a smile on my face. But we don't care. God tells us to love one another. If we love one another, we give to one another. We share God's word to one another. It says, so we do not to hide it under a bushel, but under, under candlesticks. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. But it giveth light to all in our house. I always think about the illustration, you think about it at work, or you think about your house. Put ourselves, when nobody, everybody's in the house, and we walk into the room. What do they see? Do they say, I'm so glad Mr. Bob's here, man. Things are going to be good now. He's always got a good word for everything. Or does he go over here and say, oh, here's Mr. Ethan. Oh, man, here's all doom and gloom. What she want here? When we walk into a room, what do we bring into a room of, oh, no. Here it comes. They're going to tell me about Jesus again. I've already heard this. Jesus, 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 Jesus. All they ever talk about is Jesus. Wouldn't that be a great thing if somebody to say that to us? 
when they come in, their light shines. They might be saying, like, how's your day today? Well, my elbow aches. When I get up, oh me, i got to go to work tomorrow. Mondays are so horrible. I mean, the weekends are so good. Then, Isn't it easy to get caught into that? Guilty. I mean, that's, i got to go to work tomorrow. All these different things we go through that. It says, here it says, but if our light, our candlestick, and giveth light, we should be given light unto all that are in our house. Verse 16, Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which in heaven. Shake us. What are some steps we got to do to do these things? What we put in will affect how we shine. What we put in will affect how we shine. So, what are some things we should be putting into our life? We heard a little bit this morning. Uh, how sharp is your sword? What's one thing we should be we should be putting into our lives? The word. How often should you put in the word? Daily. Two minutes in the morning, and that's good. I read it. My checkoff is done. My light's not going to shine. If that, so many times we, um, I've already had this out. Sometimes we put things into our life. We ask our light to shine. Sometimes we're like, if our gospel be hid, is hid to them, they're lost. So the lost world's out here, and we're going to shine. Look how bright my light is shining right here. I've not did my devotions. Devotions is simply spending time with God, meditating upon God's Word. How does this affect me, God? What do you have for me today? So if I'm not putting this in, I'm putting in Fox, I'm putting in all these news networks, I'm putting in all the social media. This is what I'm giving everybody. Is it hope? Is it confidence? Is it give God the glory, glory, glory? It's not, is it? It's giving out negativity. Hopeless. I never saw this coming this year and the world has stopped and woe is me. This is a lot of us most days. Then you know, you know what? The teens know we got a devotional we, uh, we read it's called Glow in the Dark. Just a little bit of page. There it gives about five minutes to read and something. All of a sudden we get that little bit in. What do you see here? Is it any like? It's a little. It ain't, it ain't really much, is it? It's more than, make sure I turn it off. It's more than this, but I'm still feeding myself garbage, sin. A little bit of God, it, it kind of goes out. But we say, hey, Ethan, God sure is good. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Yeah, God is good, but you know what? The world out there, I mean, they're, they're killing each other. They got filthy mouths, they're killing babies, they're doing all these different things. God's good. What we put in. Are we feeding the dog of anger, depression, worry? Sometimes we, this is what we put in. And what God wants us to do, He wants us to be putting in His Word, kind of in one of these things right here. His word in us, we put out more. I would shine it in your eyes, but it blinds you. But we got a spotlight here. Shine it real bright. It goes through all this. We walk into a room. Why is your light shining? Why are you smiling? Why are you always happy? Things are going wrong, Levita. It's, it's awful. The world's awful. Why is your light shining? 
we can go, well, I'm glad you asked. Have I got a story to tell you? The Bible says, let my light shine. So I want to brag on my Jesus. You know what? I have no hope. Yeah, I have aches. Yeah, I have pains. Yeah, things are going wrong in the world, but guess what? God is good. So instead of the, we need to think about the illustration. Instead of us going around, we walk into a room going, I'm here. Look at my light. And what do we do when we see this come into a room? Ugh. How do I get out of here? And we walk into a room. Here it is. We see the light. It's shining. You know what? It's called people that are encouragers. I think of a lady we play basketball with, her grandmother, Miss Bunky. As we go through, she's always encouraging her, my aunt Sue. Always encouraging, giving a good word. When things are going wrong, what do I want to do? I want to go to that person because no matter how bad I feel, how bad things are, she's going to make me feel good. We need to be the encourager. When somebody says, oh man, how bad it is. You know what? It's okay because God is in control. Uh, so think about that. So when we search for things, um, the question is what we should do. We should be showing because the gospel is hid. It's hid to them. They're lost. They need the gospel. Why we should be shining? Because the Bible commands us to. And remember, what we put in will come out. So next thing, we'll go to why we should be focused on God and not ourselves. Why we should be focused on God and not ourselves. Go look, look back and we'll read verses uh, 7 through 15. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure. All right, when you hear treasure, that seems like, oh me, I don't want no treasure. That's a good thing here. So we have this treasure in earthly vessels, vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Preach God, not us. Preach God, not us. And then here we go into America right here. We are troubled on every side. And it says, yet not, think about we should be, we, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. Always bearing about the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, for the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. And sometimes as Christians, doesn't this kind of put, this is how we go, we got split personality sometimes as we read these things. You know, we go back in verse 7, it says, uh, or verse 8 says, we are troubled on every side. Everybody ever say that? We are troubled. America. Is it true things are going wrong right now? But that kind of takes us back that if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them their loss, and it tells us the God of the world has blinded their eyes. So it takes us back to Christians sharing our gospel through here. But while we should be focused on here, we sometimes try to solve all the problems leading us to fear and not faith. We try to solve all the world's problems. I could tell you how we should fix things. If they would just get back, get back to God... If they would put prayer in schools, can we still pray in schools? We can. I mean, maybe not that. We still pray. But how come we, we're so adamant on praying in schools, but yet we don't pray at home? You know, is God just at certain places? Can you just catch God at church? Is church the only place that somebody can get saved? No, but if our gospel be hid, it is Him. God wants us to let our light shine and share and give and share, and give, and share. This is what he wants for us. But sometimes we try to solve all the world's problems. You know, if I was, 
If I would, I would do this, and we give our opinion. We preach ourselves sometimes. And sometimes we just focus on our surroundings. When you focus on something, how do you look at it? Do you just go clock down? Is that focusing on it? If I'm focusing on it, like Eddie's back here, so I'm giving Eddie the eye, so I'm staring him down. I'm focused on him because what? I'm staring, I'm concentrated, please don't fall off the stage while I'm staring at him. I'm focused on him. Nothing matters because I'm staring right there at Eddie. But sometimes we focus on our surroundings and everything else, and we don't focus on what we should be. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Anybody ever been afraid? I mean, the day we live in, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but why am I in fear so much? Why do I get the shakes and anxiety and all these things? So much because I'm focused on my surroundings. And the Bible tells us, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Hold up a minute. We are doomed. We are perplexed. And the world is over. Things are going wrong. But God says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. But I live in fear and not of power. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of... You mean I'm not supposed to hate those people that are doing things wrong? I'm not, to, I'm, I'm not supposed to hate the people that are giving us these laws that are unjust? I can't stand them. Is that what the Bible says? For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love. And then back up to another verse, says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded their eyes. Have you prayed for your governor? Have you prayed for your leaders? Have you prayed for your president? Have you prayed for your neighbor? Have you prayed for your wife? Have you prayed at the person that's working at Walmart that doesn't like these laws either? We get so far, it says, God's not given us a spirit of power, but of love and of a... So who's giving you this stuff? But God has given you power, love, and sound mind. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded them. They don't have power, love, and a sound mind. If our gospel be hid... What's he telling us right there? We're to share. Give the gospel. If we don't tell them, who else is going to tell them? Are they just going to get it? God has chosen us to be vessels for this. Um, but God, God operates on the basis of faith, which enables believers to resist the devil's chief tactic, which is fear. God operates on the basis of faith. We come to Christ through faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Um, God operates in faith which enables believers, ones that have accepted Christ into the heart, to resist the devil's chief tactic, fear. One of his tactics is fear. If you're, living in, if you're afraid to share the gospel, are you afraid you'll stumble on your words? Are you afraid of, I just don't have all the right answers? Ethan, you don't have all the answers whether you believe it or not, so... So Ethan goes, I don't have all the answers, so I can't share the gospel because what if they ask me a question I don't know? Guess what? 
God's got the word. Say, let me go find it. If it's, if it's a question you know, it's in God's word. But Satan will give you that thing so you will do what? Why is it when it comes to God's word, God's truth, the glorious gospel of peace? I don't want to offend nobody. But when it comes to this first part, preaching ourselves, I can give you my opinion. Are we sometimes like that? I may be the only one like this. I can just give my opinion. It's like, whoa. God wants us to give his word. What does God say about this? Um, God don't want, don't want to live in fear. Sometimes we, we put the light, we put negative in, negative in, negative in, my opinion in, worldly in, worldly in, worldly in. I don't put God in. I don't read God's word. I don't listen to godly music. I don't talk to people that are lifting me up. If I go to people that are always putting me down, what's going to happen? They're going to pull me down too. Maybe we can be the change to encourage them. Encourage them through God's gospel. Read this phrase. Says, Fear is to Satan what faith is to God. Faith does, not, faith does God's work. Fear does Satan's work. Kind of a simple poem I saw, but it kind of a lot of me. Fear is to Satan. No comparison. Fear is to Satan what faith is to God. Everything through God is through faith. Faith does God's work. Fear does Satan's work. How many times do we live in fear, doubt, anxiety? Because I'm focused on what I cannot change. I don't like the situation I'm in. I don't like this. But I can't change it, which produces fear. And fear leads us and we don't uh, speak up for Christ. Fear is, is gener- generated by unbelief, and unbelief is strengthened by fear. Nothing can cure, up, cure us of fear until God cures, of, cures us of unbelief. Fear is, read again, fear is generated by unbelief. Here we are this morning reading God's Word. What's one of the last phrases uh, the pastor gave us this morning? We are to do what with God's Word? Start with a T. You're like this morning's sermon, I can't remember, six hours ago, where to tr- trust, trust God's word. If I trust God's word, I won't be unbelieving, will I? Yea, did God say? You know, Satan's going to try to give us an unbelief, doubt God. God tells us to trust him. Um, think about this, unbelief is simply losing sight of God. Unbelief is simply losing sight of God. I've taken my focus off Eddie and I moved it over here. I'm not focused on God, but I'm focused over here. Unbelief, you're going to get unbelief is simply losing sight of God. When we focus on ourselves, we lose sight of God. When we rise and shine, it's like, man, God's got this under control. What do you have for me today? Does that mean everything's going to be good? Does that mean everything's going to be a bed of roses? No. We have difficulties, and each one of us have different difficulties we face every day. But if God's in control, if I focus on, guess what? God's, got, God's ahead of me today. What do you have for me, God? What are you going to do in my life? Would God, open my eyes that I may see what you are doing for me. God, that when I see your good works, if I'm looking for your good works, looking for the blessings, count your blessings day by day, guess what? If I realize God's doing this for me, what am I going to do? I'm going to share it. But if I'm not looking for it, 
I'm not going to share it. We're quiet about it. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But again, unbelief is simply losing sight of God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. God, should I turn the news off now? God, should I really be angry about this? Then you say, God, should I share your gospel? What do you think God's answer to that would be? Did you just say, duh? Yes, we should be sharing God's word. He says, for gospel be hid is hidden and lost. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Sometimes I get going, you get up in the morning, you're running late, and we don't acknowledge God. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Is that easy to say? It's easy to say. Is it harder to practice? Sometimes I, my focus gets off. And it says, trust the Lord with all thine heart. It's like, well, God, I'll go to church for you on Sunday, during midweek service, I'll do this, I'll read a Bible, but you know what? If I could just change. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. What's, your, what's, what's scary for you this week? What are you having a hard time dealing with? Is it the world, family, job, all these different things? What is it going through there? It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to our own understandings. So next thing, um, so when we focus on ourselves, we're focusing on the wrong things, and things really don't lead the right way. Uh, the next, when we focus on God, we can be confident. We can be confident. As we walk into the room, we can say, hey, I've got God's word in my life. I'm ready to share it. Here it is. Let my light shine. We can go confident and say, like, I don't know what God's done for me because I haven't read God's word, and what was me? God don't want that. He wants us to go in and say, here I am. God is good. You know, he died for me. He gave me blessings. I'm able to walk. I'm able to do all these different things. And it makes it so much different in our life. Sometimes we need to be reminded. Turn your Bibles to Romans 8, verse 35. Romans 8, verse 35. Sometimes this can be a, a good reminder for us. Romans 8, verse number 35. When we focus on God, we can remember this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That's a good question to ask ourselves. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, our persecution, our famine, our nakedness, our peril, our sword? It's like, man, all these things. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? The world's gone crazy. The world's not making sense. Does the world going around separate us from the love of Christ? He's asking all these questions. And verse 36 says, As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors in him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And go back to these things, nor things present, nor things to come. Do we worry about things uh, how they are right now? Do we worry about things how they might be? Guess what? They may be better. They may be worse. But guess what? Through it all, God loves us. 
What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress. How is God going to get this fixed? Times look dark, don't they? But rise and shine. It's time for our light to be shining out through these place, places through here. And go, we're back in 2 Corinthians. I already read this. I'll go through it quickly. We're going to go turn back here anyway. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In verse 7, I hit it, I'll just hit it quickly since I've already hit it. It says, But we have this treasure of earthly vessels, the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side. Our view, we are troubled on every side. The right view, right here, yet not distressed. As Christians, nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. So we're, we're going through here, we are troubled on every side. Everywhere you go, things are going wrong. But yet not distressed. Guess what? If things are going wrong and you're going through life like life is good, but you don't understand all the bad things that happened. So if everything is troubled on every side, and yet you are not distressed, what's probably happening? Your light is probably shining pretty bright in it because it's different. It's easy to complain. Verse The next part of the verse is, we are perplexed, confused, but not in despair. We're perplexed, but not in despair. And also it says, persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast, Cast down, but not destroyed. Cast down, but not destroyed. God's giving us some good contrast right here. God is good all the time. All the time God's good. When our focus is on the right thing, when our focus is on Christ, we're thinking, you know what? God's got this. I can't control it, but I want to control it, but I can't. When I control it, oh me, the world's awful. God's got this. It's okay. We can walk through the door boldly. Where is our focus through here? The last, uh, last point we'll go through here is why, sh- why we should be refreshed day by day. Why we should be refreshed, refreshed day by day. In verse 16, it says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. It says, For which cause we faint not. What happens when you faint? Can you focus? Is the world gone? Like, if you're faint, you're, just, you're in your own little world. It says, which cause we faint not. Things are going wrong. We're perplexed. It says, but yet the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day, which takes us uh, to Matthew uh, chapter 7. Hold your place in 2 Corinthians. You can turn to Matthew 7, verse 7, if you want to. Matthew 7, verse number 7. This should be a familiar for us here. Matthew 7 and verse 7, which sometimes I think I find myself wanting to solve the world problems and skipping this part of Matthew. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask. That's a key word. The first word in that verse is ask. Ever have guys, sometimes we want to just do it ourselves, ask for directions later. I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And the Bible just simply says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Um, going down through verse 11. So what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, he shall give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? 
If ye then, being evil, know how to give good, good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that at, give to them that ask Him? But the, all these different things is ask shall be given you. God's we got all these things under control. We're going through things. God tells us to simply do what? Ask. How often should you ask God? All the time. Trust in the Lord with all that heart. Lean not to that own understanding. God, how am I to share the gospel? How am I to talk to this person? I like sports. They don't like sports. I like God. How am I to talk to them? God, if I wasn't a witness to Eddie back there, if I just do one thing, like I can talk to Eddie about what's the first thing we should do? Ask God. How can I share your gospel? God, what can I do? Sometimes God tells us to ask. To ask. Is it simple to ask? Sometimes pride gets in the way. I don't want to ask. I mean, if I ask, it means I don't have the ability. Do we have the ability to do all things? No. God tells us to ask. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Sometimes we think we get into God's Word. We ask. Hmm. Therefore, it says, therefore, take no thought. Sometimes we go through the Bible and we don't seek. I always pick on our teenagers when they have their cell phone, even adults nowadays. If you lose your cell phone, a lot of times our cell phone has all their information in it. How do you seek for that cell phone? Or how do you seek for your wallet that you've lost? You've lost your wallet with your credit cards, your money, and all these different things. Do we go, Cheyenne, have you seen my, have you seen my wallet or my phone? Okay, it's okay. Is that how we ask? I probably go ask each and every Have you seen my phone? Have you seen my Bible? It looks like this and we give a description. So God wants us to seek his word day by day. Seek. God, what do you have for me today? How can my gospel not be hid? Because I'm kind of depla- I've kind of let bad things in. I want my light to shine. God, please help me. Please help me. Please help me. Um, Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Those that seek me early shall find me. So I should get up at 4.30 in the morning and seek him first thing, right? It can't be that way. It's good to seek him very first thing we get up in the morning. Do you ever get a problem in life? We go through it, we go through it, we go through it. Things are not working right. I can't find my, ever pray to God, God, please help me find my keys. I've lost my keys in my car. And amazingly, it just shows up. Asking me, God, I'm leaving through there. Um, but it wants us to see. I had a point with that. My mind just went blank. Uh, oh, seeking me early. Sometimes all these different things. We go through all our different things in life, our troubles, and God says, seek me early. So when I have a problem, like I don't have, know how to deal with Caleb right here. He's really a problem. I, I'll just make him right. What's the first thing I should do if me and Caleb have a problem? I should ask God first. Thing. God, seek me early. Don't get in so deep and tell my opinion and my thoughts and all these different things. God says, seek Him early. So when should, when should we seek God? Early. We should seek Him early. Jer- Jeremiah 29, 11-13 says, For I know the thoughts I think, think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. Does God just want part of you? God wants all of you. God wants all of me. God wants all of this 
of us, we give God little bits and pieces. I'll give God a little bit on Sunday morning. I'll give God a little bit five minutes in the morning. God wants all of us. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So if I'm not filling myself with it, I'm not sharing it to other people. Because I don't even have it for myself. But God says, when you seek for me early, it says, when you search me with your whole heart, sometimes we ask in unbelief. God will ask you one time. God, you can deliver me sharing out of this problem, but you can't deliver me out of this problem. God wants us to seek with our whole heart. So why should we be fresh every day? God wants us to be renewed. The next one, God wants us to remember. Verse number 17, it says, But thou, when thou, thou facest, anoint... Uh, that's the wrong verse, I'm Matthew. You ever read something and it sounds totally wrong? I was like, that's not it. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 says, For our light affliction, which is for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Think about this. God wants us to remember. Think about this, this phrase. I can't remember where I heard it. I may have heard it on a podcast. Or something. It says, Now yells loud. Now yells loud, but later lasts longer. Now yells loud. What does that mean? The troubles, the things that are going wrong, it's screaming at you. Maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's a temptation. Say, do it now, do it now. It'll feel good. Yes, it'll do good now. Now is just screaming at you, screaming at you. Do it now. You've got to buy this. The commercials get out to you. When should you buy that new car? When should you buy that clothes? When should you buy those shoes? When? Now. Buy that new house. Now. Buy this car. Buy this. Buy that. And we buy it all. And it's good because it's screaming at us. I have everything. I should be happy. But yet later lasts long. Why does later last longer? I've got all this stuff in me, and guess what happens later? There's consequences down the road. Now is yelling loud, screaming at you. But remember, in light of eternity, what lasts longer? Is somebody going, what if somebody says something bad about me if I share Christ to them? Now yells loud, like, I'm scared but later last longer. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So if we don't share the gospel, because fear is creeping in, fear is screaming loudly. Now yells out, I'm scared. They may make fun of me. I may not say the right words. But later lasts longer. What is the consequence of us of not sharing the gospel? If they don't hear it, they may spend eternity in hell. You know, there's consequences later on if we don't share the gospel. Think about our kin folks, our neighbors, people we run into ever. Now yells loud, I'm scared. But later lasts longer. What's important to you? What is important? What are you focusing on? Um, last part, verse 18. Uh, everybody said, and the preacher finally gets to the verse 18. He's about through. Um, it says, verse 18, it says, While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Right again, so while we look not at things which are seen, we, we post not to look at things that are around us, so, but look at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. Things are just temporary. Things are just temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Where are you putting your gospel? Where are you putting your trust? 
Where are you putting the sword of the Lord? How sharp is your sword, as he said this morning? Sometimes we ain't sharpening that sword. And we're not sharing because we ain't got nothing to share. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid at the end of the law. So in conclusion, it's time for us to rise and shine and share the light of the Lord to a lost and hurting generation. Things look dark. Rise up in the morning, sometimes our eyes look dark. You know, things, God says, rise and shine. It says, to a lost and hurting generation that they may see the glory of God. Psalms 34, 8 says, oh, so they, they know, Psalms 34, 8 says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. So as a Christian, a lost and hurting world, they're hurting, they're screaming, they're wanting acceptance. They don't know what they want. They're trying to fill that void. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Have you tasted the goodness of God? Can you see the goodness of God of others? If you taste it, if you see it, you'll share it. And it leads us back with our, our verse tonight. It says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So that question, let's look at why we should. Why should you share the gospel? Because it's hid to them that are lost. Why should you focus on God? Because he's got everything under control. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I love you and thank you for all you've done for you. Thank you for the opportunity to speak tonight, Lord. Lord, if nobody else got anything out of this, Lord, this is a lesson for me, Lord. I need to be focused 100% on you, Lord. I need to trust you with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding, Lord. Sometimes I let the, let the news and the media bring fear into my life, Lord. I don't know what to do. I don't have the answers, which is true. Lord, but you have all the answers, and you know tomorrow. Help me look at things that are eternal, Lord. Please help me let my light shine and share your word, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ms. Aretha. Yeah, I guess I'm sorry. Anything? I pray either one.